You're listening to These Are The Days. Welcome to These Are The Days. I'm Ronnie Costello. And first off, thank you very much for all the comments about episode four, uh, which was a look back on my Uncle Jimmy's career uh, in the army. Lots of people said it was very interesting because, like me, they had no knowledge of life of the army or what it was about or anything. And like I said on the episode, it was the first time I'd heard any of the stories and I was just encapsulated for 90 minutes and just loved... I always love his company, but just to hear those stories was just extra special. Uh, the other word that came up a lot was respect. Just for everything that he'd done and the way he served and went about his business and, you know, been in it for so long and all the different tours as well. Uh, thanks again for taking the time to listen and comment on our social media. A lot of nice messages came in directly, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those kind of things. Thank you very much. We are at The Days Podcast. Uh, please keep rating and reviewing as well to help it grow. And finally, if you do fancy coming on the podcast to tell your story, speak about something in particular, or just want to chat for an hour, then message me on the socials and I'll get back to you. These are the days. Okay, so it's a little bit different this time around on the podcast uh, and something I'd like to do can every fifth episode. Four of us sat around the table talking about various things. This week, we talk about our favourite albums, why none of us grew up to do the job we wanted when we were younger. We also heard of a brilliant bit of fundraising for Alzheimer's Scotland. And then we discussed what our last meal ever would be. I'm Ronnie, and this is These Are The Days. We're at The Days Podcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Welcome along to episode five of the uh, These Are The Days podcast. We are at my table in another venue that's even warmer than the usual venue. I'm joined by Gordon Aitchison, Andy Mills, Fraser Brown. Gentlemen, welcome. Thanks. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. So I gave you some homework before you come along. Oh, you did? A couple of questions, something to chat about, just in case we found nothing else. I have uh, got rid of all the evidence and other stories that are bad for all your characters <laughs> that I'm not allowed to speak about, and you've all signed that disclaimer. So uh, I'll start with the music one, right, because I haven't spoken about much music on the podcast, so we're quite specific with this. It's what's an album you can listen to over and over and why, right? So that's what we're going for. Now, I will leave my list for now because there's... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's 12 on it, I'm not going to lie. But some are compilations and greatest hits. Thank you, H. Thank which you. don't count. Nope. Well, there's eight on the list uh, <laughs> if you want to get really into it for that. So uh, what would you go for, H? What would you start with? So I had a list of three, and as oh. part of my homework, I listened to all three today. Yes. Um you can uh, name the three if you so like. So I can name the three. So um, the first choice was Brewing Up With Billy Bragg, um, which was his second album, but it was the first concert I ever went to see was Billy Bragg um, across in the Playhouse. Um, and that has sort of sparked my political views or, or a lot of political views, but also got me into One Man and a Guitar, and that's kind of my favourite music. I really like guitars. Um, the second album um, was um, Greetings from uh, Asbury Park. Um, Bruce Springsteen 
the story behind that was I was brought up in Kirkcaldy and I went to Sleeves um, after um, Born in the USA came out and I walked in and it was at a time when albums were about a fiver however I didn't have a fiver I only had three pounds and the only Springsteen album that was for sale <laughs> at that price was his <laughs> basically album from 1973 however I'm delighted that that was the one that I got because I was introduced to songs like Blinded by the Light and stuff like that I so, wasn't sure if Sleeves was a nightclub at first or mm-hmm. a record shop no it was a record shop yeah it definitely was I'm the old Jackie uh, Jackie O's and Bentley's, yeah. Um, many, many nights there, mainly Bentley's. I was a, a classier kind of guy from Kirkcaldy. You only had three quid to buy a record. How could you be classier? Oh. To well, be fair, after that, oh, I'm right. not going to give away my age. Oh. I bought a second hand one at the weekend. You bought what? Three pound fifty. Bought a second hand album from Groucho's and it was more than three fifty. <laughs> a, a Springsteen or just? No, no, not a Springsteen yeah. album. I'm assuming that that was on vinyl. It was on vinyl, yes. Yeah, yeah as it was. That was really the only choice I had in those days. Yeah. Vinyl or cassettes, but. The Walkman hadn't been invented by that point in time, so there was no point in buying a cassette. Disclaimer, really I'm was. not giving my age away. There was that Walkman invented. <laughs> CDs weren't there. But it was, well, I think even, even when, when uh, Boone Up with Billy Brown came out, when he said uh, Rough Trade Records, they had a, there was a sign on his albums that said, do not pay more than, and there was a fixed price on his records. Oh, really? some, yeah, because some of the record shops were, were ripping people off. So that's two. What would be? So that was two, and then, um, and you'll know, I think you'll know who the, the yep. artist is for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, the, the the number one album that I listen to kind of all the time is Seven by James uh, from 1992. Um, but again, the, the, the story behind that is is quite weird. 1988, obviously, James came on the scene, sit down. It's their worst song as far as I'm concerned. I wasn't into pop music or anything like that at all. Hey, that's got me a many, uh, many disasters on the dance floor. I'll I can, tell you. I can imagine that. I'll but tell it's you. Not, if, if you're sitting listening to music, it's one that comes out. And yes, well, you might sing along. Yeah, it's, awful, it, it's yeah, it's not a great song as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I used to work in the travel industry, and one of the the companies um, basically gave us prizes. And the Walkman had come out at that point. We'd moved on to the portable CD players. Yes. And so that was one of the prizes that, that I'd managed to earn yeah. enough points it's to like get. It's like the size of a vinyl. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was the size of, yeah. <laughs> it was, well, you could put it in a bag and carry yeah. it with you. Yes, you had to. You um, had a power pack in another bag. <laughs> yes. Just for the battery. Yeah. And one of, one of the CDs that, that also came with you, so you could choose your CDs, and one of the CDs was Seven by James. Now, the list of CDs that you could actually get for nothing was absolutely honking. So I chose this uh, and was absolutely blown away. Um, I, and as an album, as you know, it started, I thought, what's that now? 27 Year Love Affair mm-hmm. with James. Um, I listened to all their albums. You've obviously got favourite tracks and stuff like that. But I always do return to Seven because there's such a different mix um, of, of vocals, the, the I think the message within the music and, and just the different sounds of the songs as well. So I, I, can't, I can listen to that album from start to finish every single time. And amazingly, that album's come from a free gift essentially is where yes. it's come from yes so, yeah it wasn't one that I, I, I didn't walk into a shop and say I want to buy that it came and, and so you, you put it on and I think it, it gets even better now because as, as sound systems progress and you start to get the bass and stuff like that and having seen them live now it, it just yeah it's, it really is it's a fantastic album and I say that's what 27 years I've been listening to it now so he's got so, three Andy what have you got I've got three as well yes uh, I like it the first one is the band that are probably started off my love of music and it's Blurred Park Life the oh god I'm old if that started in <laughs> I think it was about yes. I'm sorry I think I it must have been <laughs> I think it must have been 14 13 or 14 when that mm. one came out 
mm-hmm. maybe 95 or something like that. Yeah. Even that, just it was just a lot of blur stuff at the time, though. The opening chords yeah. were enough oh, yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. It was just... But it was different up. as well. Oh, it was totally like different, different from your typical Manchester scene indie sort of. Never mind that. It was different for the Spice Girls. Yeah, it was different for the Spice Girls. Oh, and the vinyl before he t- dips us in. I don't. I do. <laughs> Picture disc limited edition. As long as it's not in your list. Picture disc <laughs> limited edition. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. So and, uh, like you, like you were saying, the you can listen to it over and over, and each song you know the bars at the start. Yeah, the next song before it's happened, and even if you don't listen to it for ten years, which sometimes happens, you fall in and out of love with different styles and whatever, and you go to something else, and then you go, "I'm going to go and listen to that." And as soon as you switch it on, you know exactly what's coming. As soon as you, you your head's already singing it yeah. before it comes on. I get so a wee bit like that. See, see if I put an album on Spotify, and it's on shuffle. And I you know like, what the second no track right. should be. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Who's shuffled this? Yeah, because you're so... But certainly CDs, you just let it run, or vinyl, you let it run. But mm. something like that, and it always throws me off. Still to this day, yeah. I'm like... No. However, though, do you actually go back and take it off shuffle? Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I do nope. as well. Right back go, to the first song, track seven, off shuffle. Right. Right back to the beginning. Yeah. Thank you very much. And, and I think because there's a story in the album as you listen through yeah. the tracks, mm-hmm. and, and as I said, because I listened to the three of them today, and, and the first one I started with was James, and you knew exactly what the next track, the minute the mm-hmm. you're like, oh God, I've not heard this for a while, and you just, yeah, you get And it wasn't, it. most of them are, they weren't released. They're just B-sides yeah. of the, yeah. the, the album tracks that were never released, and you think, oh, why was that not released? Which is unlike now when there's six or seven <clears> come <throat> released, or, or whatever, digitally especially. Look at my ginger brother, Ed. Many songs that yeah. he have off of one of his albums. Oh, yeah. 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 It was like eight at a time. Yeah, easy. You know, and so in the classic Moby play, <sighs> every single song <sighs> on that, I think, was released, wasn't it? I played that for guys in work, and they were like, who's Moby, that baldy guy? Yeah. And yeah. I played it, and Pretty they're much. like, what is that? That's rubbish. I'm like, you're... Just go away. Yeah, we me and Fraser spoke about Play actually a wee while ago, and we were uh, we were kind of debating what was the better album, and I I think Play's the better album purely because oh, it's the first. Oh, by far, like Fraser's eighteen. 18. Amazing. But then, because um, I'd sort of usual now, you just go into Google, what's going on there, yeah. and he's clearly not having a good time about the minute, uh, given the books. Uh, <laughs> but I'm st- I still quite thought I'd probably read that book to see what mm-hmm. other lies he's putting it. But as a musician, Play especially is. Frighteningly good, mm. but you're saying 18s. Oh, yeah. He's H's book. He basically dobbed <laughs> in that you had a, a love affair with Natalie Portman, and she Natalie was Portman like 18 at the time. No, that's not right. That did not happen, right. <laughs> did not happen. <laughs> categorically. It did not happen. Yeah, and, and she, then, she's really young at the time. It's like he came out and said that it wasn't yeah, a figment so of his imagination. It was something he thought was going that way, but it didn't actually come out that way. <laughs> but he still put it. In frightening, but he put it in his book. Still put it in his book. <laughs> Mental. <laughs> but I mean, that's a guy that's. I would imagine still living off the money yeah, from, from those two albums. Well, is it that every single one of the songs was released Probably. and they were all featured on an advert as well? Yeah, which is big money. Yeah. So you've got Blur, you've got Moby. No, that Mo, Mo, no, 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 Moby's not in the list. That oh, just came up there just, just in my head. I like the it. The second album is the Moon Safari by Air. Yeah. I'm shaking a hand for that one. Thanks very much because that was on my list. And, uh, Slapped my leg for that. <laughs> look at the look here. And I don't even know when... I discovered it. It's mm. definitely something to do with it. Can we talk about other people that aren't here? Yeah, of course you can. Alan Ramsey. Yeah, Alan. talk about him. Oh, we know who he Alan, is. he got you into it. Hi, Alan, how are you doing? He introduced <laughs> me to air. I don't know how. And it kind of started off a bit of a love affair with synth, synth-style music, and now we're like into modern retro synth wave, mm. like all that sort of stuff. So that's one. Another one that you can just listen to right through. 
I'm and assuming uh, that you know Moby then, because you didn't ask if we could speak about him. Sorry, Moby. <laughs> uh, that, that's another one that you, you can just listen to, it. and I, I like to put it on just really quiet at night time. Yeah. When the odd occasion when I, I, I'm going to sleep on the own mount, and I'll go to my bed much later than my missus so she's already in bed and I can't play any music and sometimes I'll put it on the phone just yeah. dead quiet and then you can yeah. you can drift off to sleep it's one of them especially with bands like that like uh, Air Daft Punk Chemical Brothers their albums tell stories like they are structured for that hour 45 yeah. minutes whatever as they're meant to be I think it's different for bands like James or whatever they've, they've got to think about the track listing and I think you know bands that have because when you listen to it you really connect with it I, th- yeah. I think you know, because you can listen to some albums and they're a wee bit all over the place. Yeah, you know, but I, mean? I think as well as, as you know, if you look at James over over the length of time, the back catalogue of songs they've got, and I, I convinced one of my mates to go and see them recently, and we went to Edinburgh. And to be honest with you, the set list did nothing for him at all because it was there was quite a few obscure, some really modern yeah. stuff, and it was none of the sort of sometimes laid and all that sort mm. of stuff that that he would probably mm. be expecting. Yeah. But I absolutely loved it. Uh, yeah. I don't think he came away with the, the same impression that I did. Yeah, because we, we, we and Freya debated going to the gig in Edinburgh. Yeah. And I, I think I probably said, I think the track listening's a bit... I'm hoping greatest hits, but... Was it Cardiff that the, the gig was actually on? We got the set list for it and we looked at it and went... And it would have been the it, it would have been the same thing you seen the story how it's done like they were their own support band aren't they yeah so so the one in Edinburgh the Usher Hall they they did a forty five minute hour set just acoustic yeah. uh, with Tim Booth um, right. an acoustic and it was just amazing yeah. it really was out of this world but no I I absolutely give you the, the, the latest album they've got Leviathan. Um, some of the tracks on that are really strong but it's um, if you think about the the length of time so if that was eighty eight for sit down. We're now in 2000. Was I six when that song came out? Yeah. I'm not going to tell you how old I was. Sorry. Um, I'm, like I'm six. Six. As well. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Who are you? Twelve. I had to throw that one in. There. In '88. In '88. Yeah, I was slightly yeah. older than that. <laughs> I was going to Bentley's and Jackie was put it that way. <laughs> and uh, my last one. None of you will have heard of this one, but it's by a band that everybody knows. I it's love the, obscurity. It's the Beach Boys, mm-hmm. and it's a band from I think it's from about. Mid mid seventies called the Light Album. I would have the Light Album. Nah, um, no, Alan idea. Ramsey again showed up at my house at the New Year on my birthday and gave us this album that he bought from. He knows that I love Beach Boys because I listened to the Beach Boys as a kid with my old man and, and developed a love affair with him then. Yeah, and uh, I've seen the Beach Boys. Well, what's the remaining of the Beach Boys? Carly took me on a. Carly's my wife, by the way. Hi, Carly. Um, Hi Carly She took me to see the Beach Boys as a surprise I think it was 2003 She kept a secret for over a year Oh gee, that's good going And uh, and only found out about it the night when we were driving And it was so good, it was amazing Did you and cry? I, I did cry <laughs> yes, Well done, good man <laughs> I did cry On the way or at the gig? At the gig, at the gig. Both um, yeah. And the Light album has like It's got a bit more disco sort of influences in it And it's got some really unusual tracks it doesn't really follow a particular theme, but I'd never even known about it until Alan gave us it. And I, I, I go back to it all the time just because there's, there's something about it that just kind of speaks to me. Is it an album they released, but it just commercially wasn't a success, or was it one of those that it never just, really got released and they just put it out there type just, thing? I think because it was the time when 
disco and all that sort of stuff was really big. And, and they just thought... weren't a disco band. And they thought, I'm going to go for this. Yeah. And it was when Brian Wilson wasn't with them. Okay. So there was the possibly the, the, the fans who were romantic about Brian Wilson being in Beach Boys and they were maybe just like, no, I'm not going to bother yeah. with that. So I don't know how popular it was. I don't know really anything about it other than it was in the 70s and it was like, it's got like disco songs on it and yeah. you should give it a listen. Is that not the great thing about music though? Because you, we're all sitting around the table, you're different ages and there's that, so that, you know, I wouldn't go back as far as that from a 70s sort of theme to listen yeah. to music, but it is to you what it is mm. and I think it's tied in with so, so when I got the James album I just moved into my own flat and that's why I needed the CD player and, and that mm. was, that for me was a really cool time in life I yeah. just moved out to the folks and I was in my own flat and all that sort of stuff and it, so it's what you tie into the music yeah, isn't yeah. it and what it, the memories that it makes for you always well I mean it, I remember being in, my, in the car with my, my brother and sister mum and dad going on like holidays, camping holidays and stuff like that and you'd be driving and listening to all sorts of stuff my list could have been yeah. if, I'd, if I'd written it tomorrow or yesterday, it yeah. could have had James Taylor on it or it could have had Belinda Carlyle on yeah. it or Chris Rhea just mm-hmm. because that's the sort of stuff that you grew up listening to yeah. I grew up listening to it and yeah. I, I listened to it all periodically and enjoy it all and everyone's like, what are you listening to Belinda Carlyle for? why not? It's not one of Wannabe Horses, good album just so that's that. seen her twice happy days I saw I saw the uh, rewind I saw that she's playing again this year just saying <coughs> so, so you've got Blur Air and, uh, yeah. the Beach and, and I've seen them all I saw oh, Blur awesome. I didn't see Blur when I was younger I really was devastated when uh, I wasn't able was to that when they so kind of done the whole reunion thing a little while ago and they played at Teen the Park ah right okay and that year I saw the oh. Who as well so there you go that was the one where the guitarist would uh, let's just say he was under the influence a little bit uh, well, or sick, yeah. sorry, I should do inverted commas, sick. Because sick. <laughs> uh, I went on and seen uh, the Pet Shop Boys at the same time. Because right. there was no danger of us missing the Pet Shop Boys for Blur. Yeah. And I came back, Blur hadn't even started yet. So, oh, what's going on? <laughs> Ten minutes later, Blur started, so I actually got to see both, it was great. And oh, I saw awesome. Air in a tent at Teen Park. Yeah. And uh, it was it was amazing, and the, there was some poppers involved in that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what do you mean poor people <laughs> but, but you, go, you, go, you go to see a band like say a, a dance band a synth band that kind of yeah. thing it's, the, it's unreal just the haze and the air and the lasers yeah. and the poppers it was just oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the show it's the, the, the it whole show of it it's, it is amazing Fraze I've got about 20 okay. give us a couple give, give us, us a couple, couple. Sergeant Peppers has to be done yeah, that start to finish a story I can always remember being in primary school and actually learning when I'm 64 as a poem I had to stand up in front of the class right. and speak just because my dad constantly played it mm-hmm. as a kid I was going to cop out and do what Ronnie did but then I thought no hey. I'm not going to go for greatest hits definitely not no. I have a gold for one <laughs> I was so close just going mm. I'll give you that I, did. I was so close <laughs> but no hey, I've got a few that have just like sparked my interest of it first one Paul Simon's Graceland's yeah, has to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can always remember sitting in the corner in my dad's living room with my big earphones on, so a small child sitting on a cushion, sitting there back and forward. Yeah. Diamonds on the soles of our shoes yeah. every time. Can listen to it, it's start to finish. Like, that's his thing. Has to be done. <laughs> and then later on, I think it must have been about the mid two thousands. There was a documentary about the actual making of the album as well, and it was all about all the abuse that he actually got for apparently ripping off South African music. Yeah. But I can remember listening to it and going, Dad, what's this music in the background? My dad was like, that's Lady Smith, Black Mombaza, wee man. I was like, 
All right. Yeah. All right, cheers to that. Who? <laughs> and then my dad ended up getting a cassette of Lady Smith Black Mombasa. And that was me. I was hooked even on that. And I actually got the chance to see Lady Smith Black Mombasa at the fringe. Must have been about four yeah. or five years ago. One night only. Just oh, seen the awesome. sign. Went down to Cosmos for my dinner. Obviously, because you do, because I'm a big Standard. Bird. Standard. <laughs> Standard. And there was just a sign. But they were actually doing a tour with, I think it was the, the Royal London Ballet Company. I might be wrong there. But it's fairly specific to be wrong there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Very. No, that was thinking specific. about myself and my tutu and my wee shoes. Very specific to be wrong. But it was just that was their music done like the story, mm. but it was just one night only. So mm. I thought, right, let's go and see what this is all about. Wonder how much the tickets are. Obviously, expecting it to be like 30, 40 quid. I was like that to the missus at the time. Nah, it's not happening if I'm paying that. Tenor. Tenor, yeah. yeah. She went, it's a restricted view though. It was, uh, mm. how's, how's that? And she went, how tall are you? I was like, I'm six foot, she's five nine. Why? And I went, no, you'll be fine. Yeah. Up on the balcony, <laughs> great view. Great Honestly, view. if it was in the nosebleed <clears> section. Yeah. What, uh, what venue was that? Eh, hey, that was Playhouse in Edinburgh. Oh, the nosebleed uh, seats. Oh, yeah. yeah. You looked at it, I walked upstairs and thought it was on the Himalayas because they're that steep. You yeah. feel like you're walking away and speak to the microphone at the same time. That's you exactly what it's like. That's what it's like, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 getting off topic, I hate the playhouse. It's one of the worst venues going. I went to see White Christmas there a couple of years ago and it's <clears throat> up right the very, very back oh. row and it's so steep and it's horrific. Oh. Because it's, I, I, I get the, the grandeur of it, it's old, it, it's, you know, it's one of the most popular, it's big, it holds about 3,000 people. Hate it. It's just a horrible theatre. But do you not know find that the circle, especially if you're up, um, I went to the Alhambra about seven or eight years ago to see the Skids Homecoming tour. Dunfermline. Yeah, Dunfermline. Yeah. And the worst thing, we were sitting in the second row from, from the front overlooking and it was just watching everybody dance and having an amazing time. <laughs> I just, I, it was just so jealous, you know. And it's, yeah, I mean, it was a brilliant gig, but it wasn't the same because you're sat down. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest well, issues with it, isn't it? Ron will back me up on this. There's an underwritten rule if you go to a gig, you don't sit. You, yeah, I, we've, we've. Well, we looked at what the Chemical Brothers. Yeah, just uh, for the show. Yeah. yeah. Standing sold out, seating tickets, you're like, that show will be amazing. Yeah. And Can I do it? And mm, Kelly absolutely. Kelly Jones went, went oh. out on his own, but it was seated only. No. And it was 50 quid a ticket. And we hummed that and hawed for about half a day and just went, nah, no, not no doing that. I mean, I, I went to, I mean, I went to see one of the greatest rock and roll singers of all our time, David Gray. David Gray. Yeah. And, uh, I like David Gray. He's brilliant, man. I'm <laughs> no joking. But that was a, that was a seated gig. The yeah. twice I've seen him has been seated. But it kind of suited what you were doing, mm-hmm. like because it was quite chill. Yeah, he's he's a seated artist. Yeah. yeah, he's a seated artist. But again, someone like it was tingling eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, but that that the, the the Kelly Jones one was a close call because we were so close to it. But it was still fifty quid. Yeah, I'm going to be sitting when the good the big because you had full band, it wasn't mm-hmm. just a good, you had full band, and it was just like nah, bartender and the thief sitting. Yeah, so we just um, so we never we never uh, we never done it. Yeah, but it's Elvis Costello. I love Elvis Costello and got the chance to go and see him last year, and it's probably the biggest letdown gig I've ever been to. Because we were in the Royal Concert Hall in Edinburgh, seated again, and just it was the set that he played. One of my favourite songs is Alison, and he played that acoustic. So he switched off the mic. And played that, and it just know it's just sometimes you just get this real letdown. And yet, one of the best gigs I've ever been to was, and I'm going back many years, about 25 years ago. Lloyd Cole was doing a tour of golf courses <laughs> in in the UK. Fair enough. And he stopped off. He wanted to play St Andrews, obviously. So mm-hmm. he did a gig in the golf hotel, and it was in, literally in the, the function suite of the golf hotel. About, a few hundred people. About 80 people, oh. all sat around the table 
and it was almost like a one-on-one. Can you play this? Can yeah. you play that? And it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. So that's a moment was, you'll never forget, is it? Yeah, absolutely. One of these gigs. It was an absolute sit-down gig, but it was just like sitting, saying to your mate, like, "Can you play that?" And uh, just brilliant, yeah. brilliant. I think that that's the thing though. Gigs are so subjective, and yeah. don't get me wrong, right? We all have bad day at work, but you go to a gig and somebody has a bad day. It's right. horrific. It's horrific. Whether it's the set list or. They're just not playing right, or they get problems mm-hmm. with it. Like watching Glassman on the telly the other week, and the amount of people having problems, yeah. Yeah. whether it is. And it's just yeah. one of them that if you'd, if it got worse, because we were watching Lauren Hill on the TV, and she was having real problems with her in ear monitors, but I thought she kept it really professional because she didn't rant on the mic about it, but there was a lot of gesturing, you know, to the tech or whatever. And she got through it, but you could tell it was one of those, it was just frustrating. And maybe someone would have, like my mate was there. And uh, I don't know if he, he thought she was maybe being a bit diva with it or whatever, because he's there, he's going to see on the TV that she's really complaining yeah. with it. But it was, uh, yeah, it can make or, or ruin a gig. Yeah, and yeah. I've all been at gigs that have been, they've been all right. But it's when you start spending the big money, like, I don't know what Elvis Costello charged, but it probably wasn't cheap. But five us, shillings. Us Costellos are no cheap. <laughs> <laughs> we quick side note about uh, David Gray, was the, I think he Legend. was the first person I ever saw live. Saturday afternoon, 2001, Tea in the Park, sitting on the grass with a milk carton full of Smirnoff ice. Oh, classy, classy, Andy. Because there was no glass, there was no glass, but there was people selling milk cartons to decant all your glass bottles in there. It was flat, flat Smirnoff ice sitting on the grass. David Gray, it was sunshine. That'd have made him sound better. Oh, No, it was good. Sail away. June. Junior, I've seen we've goodbyes, my favourite that he does. Oh, it's him. That's, that's, like that. that's a cover. Who's that for? Yeah. Yeah. Soft sale. Sorry, that's my era. That's all. Yeah. I'll give it a wee mage. I saw him. <laughs> Still not, no. I saw, him at, I saw him at the Usher Hall, and he was really good. And then at the Glasgow Concert Hall, but the Glasgow Concert Hall was front row for it. And you being eye level was really weird as well because I'm kind yeah, of eye level with the piano or the uh, keyboard, whatever he's playing. And it was just one of those real surreal experiences, mm-hmm. but. You're in Glasgow, it's a Sunday, the old firm have been playing, and people just love shouting out and joining in. <laughs> and during the breaks, it's the, it just pisses me off. Yeah. It's more, I don't mind people singing when they're at gigs, because it's, it's what you do, yeah. but it's during the bit he's trying to tell you, because he come out and he played about five from the new album, that had only been out a couple of weeks, and it's... It's one of them. It's not an experimental album, but it's very, really long songs, but with like three minutes of vocal, you know? And he comes out and he starts playing, and then he's saying, oh, this song's about this. And I quite like, I find that yeah, quite interesting. Yeah, I like that. And maybe I, you, know, you, go, you don't go, go to a concert for that. Yeah. Maybe if I'm not. To get a wee bit of maybe insight. If I, yeah, maybe not if I go and see like Kasabian or somebody really upbeat. I don't really care. But that was one of those moments. It was like, this is what it's about. Somebody's shouting, oh, fucking use a Babylon. I was like, oh. Come on! <laughs> but it was in that pure voice as well. Right? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was class. Mm. It was absolutely class, and that was, uh, yeah, that was brilliant. So, uh, who's so, your other? So that's two. So I'll then go through the nineties. Wait a minute, who was your two again? Who was Sergeant Peppers, Pulse, Simon, and then you've got Daft Punk, Discovery, anything, oh, anything, right. any anything, but any of Daft. I'll give you Discovery, like. Discoveries. Two thousand and seven alive. Yeah, it's like um, wow. It's like it's like uh, air right through. Yeah, yeah. Ten, twelve. Especially cars. discovery. So I've been <laughs> embarrassed. Ages, to ask, ages I've no going. idea who air are. Daft Punk. Come on, you're bound to know who Daft Punk are. No. One more time. All around the world. 
This is not entertainment, this is educational. Yeah. That is for me. Yeah. So it's normally the other way around where you feel that like the old masses educate you on music that you should have been listening to. H, I've got a back catalogue that you can go for, honestly. <laughs> Pull out whatever you want, just knock yourself out. But um, yeah, no, I'll give you that. That's Chemical Brothers awesome. Surrender. Yeah. No, not even getting started on that. The next one for me would be The White Lies to Lose My Life. The I first know. album. First album. Yeah. Any day of the week. You'd like From them. start. Yeah. You, you would like them. They're along. Yeah. If you can imagine, like, take us on a journey. An, an up to date Spandu Bali. Like, synth rock, synth pop, but done with guitars and a drummer, basically. Yeah, yeah. I believe it's it's like, the yeah, oh, they are. They are, really they are very, very, they are very, this. very good. Yeah. They, te- they tend to get played quite a lot before the March of Tantics. Yeah. It's because I'm normally picking what's <laughs> going on. I don't know Fraser. any White Lies music. <laughs> oh, you will. I've heard of them, but you're really good. You will. Well worth checking out. Yeah. I've seen I've seen them far, far. Far too many times yeah. to even the, the annoying, comprehend The it. annoying thing he's not telling you it's their 10-year anniversary of the album this year and they're not doing oh. a Scottish date. <laughs> they started off by doing two. Yeah. One in, I think it was Holland, yeah. and one in Germany. You're right, right, Where guys. are they from? I'm, uh, London. London. Yeah, so, yeah we, I couldn't work out either. I was booking flights, so I was ready to go. Tweeting like a mime about going, I was like, right, come on, this needs to change. And then they've released another, I think it's about 10 other dates in Europe. Yeah. And then they're doing... No, sorry, that's a lie. They started off with two gigs in London because it was a homecoming thanks to the Brixton Academy. Mm. So. And then they've got one in Manchester and there's nothing in Scotland. Nothing. But you're a single man, you can just... Exactly, just go you can just stop and leave. I'm a single man. Single man living on single man rage, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And I've got far too much booked already. 1997, Foo Fighters, Colour and a Shape. Need to say more about that. Come on. You don't know who the Foo Fighters yes, are, yes. Come on, yes, there we go. He remembers Dave Grohl being yeah. in Nirvana. Was <laughs> he in Nirvana? My son's going to see the Foo Fighters in August. So we'll so see him there. Uh, but the good thing is, he's also going to see The Cure. On the Friday night, uh, yeah. Yes, he's going on the Friday And So I've managed to. So, I mean, you know what? I think music's great. I've, my kids are 17 and 19 now, and they both absolutely love their music. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter's a massive Lucy Spragan fan. Which is no, from the X Factor. Yeah, not. Yeah. And she went right. to see well, it I'll, go, I'll go backwards and I'll reciprocate that. <laughs> <laughs> she was on the X Factor, girl on a guitar, sings very funny very songs. Good. She's, she's yeah. lyrically excellent. You so she went to see her um, last week. They're also, uh, um, she's away to transmit to see, um, I have no idea who's playing on Saturday, but they're going to transmit on Saturday. Uh, Catfish are playing. Aye, that's Fish. exactly who she wants to go see. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, my son's going to see The Cure. Um, and at 19, I think that's amazing. Yeah. Especially given their set at Glastonbury, I thought that was just well, th- out this, of this world. This is the thing, right? A lot of people watched The Cure and went, oh, that was shite. And it's like, nah, nah, if you're in The Cure, that was amazing. Yeah. And I was really in it. And I'm... I was the cure was never played. I never remember hearing the cure growing up or anything like that. But I just remember hearing in between days, yeah. just going, "That's a cool pop song." And I wonder who this band are. Heard some of the other songs. I think I bought a CD or something. And that was kind of it. And then at record store day three years ago, the greatest hits yeah. come back out on vinyl. And I had it on my list for ages. The thing with record store day, when you're buying it, they don't put the price on anything until you get there. Mm. So you don't you've no idea. Now we've sussed out how much things are gonna <laughs> cost, right? It's all still fairly reasonable. No, it's not. Well we'll see no, about it's that. Not. We'll definitely isn't. No, we'll definitely see isn't. about that. Oh, well, so I'm saying fairly reasonable for new vinyl. So the cure the cure was the greatest hits, picture disc, right? It's awesome. Double obviously, right? So I picked up, didn't even think of the price because I was buying it. And I've got a couple of other things. And I go up to the desk, 
and I've changed my mind again. I've went back to pick something else up. Now, I tend to go to record store day with 100 quid yeah. that I've saved because we know when it is, and that's fine. And the other boy goes, oh, it's 135 quid. I was like, oh, all right, okay. And, and I don't know, I think we came out, and I'm like, oh, what was that? I was 23.99. That's fine. This is. So I got to the queue, and the queue was 39.99, right? 39.99, right? Collector's item, isn't it? Oh, mate, it's oh, amazing. It's a, it's a picture of the disc as well. It's so amazing, it's right? Cover on the disc. But picture. it is still, I probably still play at least once a month, right through now. And it is a great hits. I know we can't have that, but I, I didn't make the list. But I didn't make the list. No. But that, and, but that for me, it's just a great album. And I, when they were on a glass, because we had said about, well, I'm going to see The yeah. Cure, I'm going to go and see that. And I watched the glass, and I was like, this is, this is yeah. fucking brilliant. You know, and some of it's a wee bit, Maybe two instrumental goes on a bit too, but the song and the whole show was. I like an instrumental. I loved it. I thought I like it was great. It. Yeah, it was really, really good. Anyway, you were saying last Foo last Fighters. one, sir. Yeah, Foo Fighters started my love affair. Remember hearing my hero on a film called Varsity Blues with uh, Jason Wonderbeek. That's the dude. I was going to say uh, Dawson. Dawson. Well, I was going to say Dawson for Dawson's kick. Don't know what his name was, but Carly's favourite Dawson. 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 Oh, you're trying to laugh at your books. The pop was it? Did the Carly get and that started my love affair for the Foos. Every time. Seen them, lost count how many times. Mm. London three times. We were going for Big Ron's birthday. Yeah. Is the, is the guest support being announced yet? Because I heard it was oh. Tenacious D. They, they, they've got guests out, See, but, but they might throw another one in. They might do, but there's I think there's five bands that are on, but it's all heavier stuff. Yeah, like Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. Ah, but you'd want you'd want to see. <laughs> oh, you'd have to tenacious D. Oh no, see if that was there. No, I would. Make I'd probably your, I'd make, <laughs> make I'd, your I'd, life. I would make my life complete. Seeing Tenacious D and the Fuzzy Monster. Just sing tribute. Just sing yeah. tribute. I'm Screaming in my wee heart. No, the the, boy. like the the D album <laughs> and the Pick a Destiny album. Oh. They could easily be on my favorite oh. albums as well. Yeah, yeah. and it, <laughs> you need to listen. to them. <laughs> It's like the most. Fu- High quality comedy rock. Yeah. yeah. First album, comedy rock. And then Jack obviously. Jack Black is the, the actor. Jack Black. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his so band. His he's band. actually a really accomplished uh-huh. guitar musician, songwriter, and he's uh, and his pal, Kyle Gass. Yeah. Unbelievable guitarist. Like yeah. KG. Right. Yeah, they're really good. Really, and again, it's one of. I, yeah. I mean, listen to the. the tri- what, what album's tribute on? Uh, Tribute's on. on the, 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 yeah, it's on the D album. Just yeah. so, oh, yeah. oh, it's just so good. Like, Can I remember sitting in Darren Sifton's kitchen? And How old's that album? 20 years? No. No. 15? No. Let's find out. It, oh, must, be, it must be near that. It's, it's close it's to maybe 15. Year. 15? Well, about 1997. No, it won't be that. It'll be after 2001. Well, we left school in 2000. Yeah. Uh, yes. 2000. It was a couple of years after this that. This century? Aye, this century. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. So, yeah, I want I want to say it's about 1982, 93. Yeah, yeah we left. Yeah, 19 years ago. Just 20 years next year. Poof. Great. That's flew by. I think we're possibly going to be. Do I get in there? Two thousand and one. Two thousand. Let's see. Go. Smoke Amazing. Yeah. First album. Absolutely brilliant. There's a song called "Fucker Gently" on it. <laughs> every song every, 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 every song single song bloke for the worth of salt that listened to that album can sing that yeah. word for word yeah. with nothing else. <laughs> brilliant. It's really really good. Like, but yeah, the last one on my list. I did say I had about twenty, but I've cut it down. Yeah. Is Queens of the Stone Age songs for the deaf. Oh, I'm saying I'm not a big fan. I've just never went there. Yeah, never went to the dark. Well, just never went to the queens of the Stone Age. Age. Yeah. But it's, they've morphed. They started off obviously with a. Can't remember what the first album was. It's a million something. And then the second album, Songs for the Death. I can remember just putting on first the Giveth and just looking at it and going, 
What's this? What's this? I've just heard. how how and then turning up and we calling shouting up the stairs. You want to get that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, okay, da. Turn well, it back down again. Another, put it on the another wee again. another wee side note about the Queens of the Stone Age. It just pops into my head. Alan Ramsey. Went, no, not a day with Alan Ramsey. <laughs> Although Alan Ramsey features in many tea in the park stories, <laughs> which the, this is a tea in the park story. I went to see Queens of the Stone Age so that I could see Snoop Doggy Dog. After well, them. to be fair, I was there as well. Yeah, Snoop Dogg was just after <laughs> Queens of the Stone Age. Such and I was like, I am um, getting to the front yep. for Snoop, so I had to go and sit standing on the barrier. And, and, I'm not caring. And go through the entire set, yep. the Queens of Stones, and it was good. But I'm not Snoop after it was amazing. I, I love the fact you had to call him Snoop Doggy Dog. You have to call him his real name, yeah. Snoop Doggy Dog, not Snoop Lion. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he changed his name. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> right, he's come a on then, Ron. What are, you had twelve. Now well, it down to well after the greatest hits of the Kadafi. First things first, right? Let's get the compliment compli- compilations. Compilations out of the way, right? Because these are gold, right? Gold. First one I've seen, I'll agree. The first one is uh, Abba Gold. Michael Jackson's history. Done. Yeah, totally agree. Absolutely amazing. No. However, his best album is Dangerous or Bad oh, for what? Me. So not happy days. Every, everything up to Dangerous. No, Dangerous is amazing. Dangerous Absolutely onwards, amazing. no thanks. What's your best album then? What would you pick? What's your MJ? Bad. Off the wall. Oh, actually, yeah, fair point. Amazing. History is brilliant. Though. Totally missed the Michael Jackson phase no, as well. No, no, um, um, Thriller was probably, oh. was that an album? Amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Brilliant. It's one of the most that, successful albums of all time. Only one that I've ever danced to. Yes. <laughs> Bad's a brilliant album, but for me, Dangerous. Oh, they love it. Oh, no. Interesting. Oh, it's anyway. a div- it's divides divides <laughs> the tables being split. Yeah. Well, history is the uh, one of the compilations he brought, out, which is awesome. Um, I would throw in Bon Jovi's Crossroads, and I'll, the reason I throw this in is because Bon Jovi was always getting played in the house. My stepdad always yeah. had it on, but it was at the time I just heard the songs, and I remember it was a birthday or a Christmas getting the album. And it just had all the big songs on it because it's kind of like, it's like the greatest hits at that time. And uh, always had come out. Right. Being teenage angst, I was emotional. Yeah. Uh, and then went to see them. <laughs> Actually, you you might remember this. That's a good song. That you might remember this, right? Back at school, so you're talking easily twenty odd. No, you you're probably talking 97, 98 time. Right. So I think it's ninety eight. I'm gonna I'm gonna right, say it's ninety eight. Right? So I went to Ibrox to oh, see them. Yeah. And uh, on the These Days tour, and everyone else at school was going to Alton Towers uh, yeah. overnight on a bus. Left, uh, at, left at midnight after getting my yeah. Chinese for the So I just, uh, so I went to see Bon Jovi, and that was kind of that. And I've saw, I don't know, it's one of these bands that I've always went and seen six, seven, eight. The least album couldn't even tell you the name of it. And I generally, yeah. but they again, they never toured Scotland this year. Yeah. But again, they're still playing, they've played Anfield, I think they played uh, Wembley and someplace else or whatever, but they never come up. Yeah. But that's. Uh, that's a, that's they're a, one of the bands that they'll always fill stadiums. Yeah, always. Always, stadium. always. Every couple of years, they'll always fill it. Mm-hmm. And as long as they keep doing 75% of the set as great as hits, they'll yeah. always do it. Yeah, that's what people go to see these bands for now. People go to see Rolling Stones for all the big numbers, no for any new material they they've made. Brilliant last year at Murrayfield. They were superb. Oh, you got the lucky dick to put. Lucky Dick. Dick. <laughs> Sorry, that was, a, that was a slip of the tongue there, guys. Sorry. There was a, a lucky, lucky Dick. Dick. Well, yes. uh, we talking about this before. Somebody else I know got a lucky dip ticket. Yeah, well, I um, great premise, like absolutely brilliant premise of doing that. Yeah, so basically, yeah, what, what a brilliant idea. So basically, what they do is they put like two thousand tickets for every gig that they do for thirty-five quid, quid. Right. and you turn up on the day and you go to the box office, and uh, I thought they would just hand you tickets. 
but they don't. They fan out a load of envelopes and you pick what you want. So I had said, I took my stepdad, he was a massive fan. I think he, he's one of the old school that saw him in like the Caird Hall and stuff like that. So we went and, uh, and he's like, no, no, you pick, you pick. And I ended up, uh, we're kind of Murrayfield, I was kind of behind one of the dugouts. So on the side, you know, fine view, really good, 35 quid, wasn't Amazing complaining, right? So one of the boys... Uh, that I was telling us is oh this is where I've ended up and Dar Dan and all that were there and they were a couple of sections away that was fine. So I text my big Andy and I says damn decent seats. I says Ashcroft's a support, really looking forward to seeing Richard Ashcroft, never seen him live before. Um and he says, Alright. He says, Cool, cool, uh, I'll find out where my mate is. He's the same as you. And I, and then somebody else the person next to me got up behind like opposite. So they're looking dead on, but they are at the opposite end of the yeah. ground, right? So I thought nothing of it. He then sends me a picture of his mate taking a photo. That's just tell me where his photo was. Taking a selfie with him and Richard Ashcroft because he'd the golden circle, <laughs> which cost five hundred quid. Right. Yeah, so he was in the golden yeah, circle. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, arsehole. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I'd be thinking the exact same. Is it same. all pairs of tickets? Is it pairs? Yeah, of yeah, you, so buy two. You, you can only buy two as well. Yeah. So. Um, you went on, yeah, to do that for, for kind of everyone. And you know what? If I was stuck in the very back row at the opposite end, I don't care. 45 quid. Yeah, quid, yeah. So I went to that, and that was... Uh, Even if you were sitting down? Yeah, well, <laughs> Richard Ashcroft, people did sit, but as soon as the stones come yeah, on, everyone was up, up, you know, up, and it was uh, it chucked it down the rain as well. They've never done it for me. Well, it's it's stones. Not a massive stones. I'm not a massive Stones no. fan. No. Greatest hits for me. I, I, I could not, I would struggle... No, no, no. I would struggle to listen to an album right through. Of the st- apart from some girls, it's probably the only one I could. And I know if Andy's listening to this, he is going to text me right away. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'm. I, we that's the only album I own of theirs is some girls on vinyl. The rest, uh, I, I would be a, a picking greatest hits or you know Spotify shuffle and forty yeah. licks or something like that. I like me. Kimmy Shelter and can't you hear me knocking? No, oh, yeah, that's it. But that, no, they wouldn't be on mine. And then the next night I went to see Lionel Richie live because. Oh, yeah. um, Educate. Lionel, that's, that's, that's a bit. That's, that's a bit. Yeah, bit yeah. Give you a damage. Yeah, yeah. You know, should have came. It was yeah. class, but uh, it was absolutely brilliant. But um, so uh, Bon Jovi's on the list. Uh, Oasis Master Plan. Right, I'll give you that. That's fine. Is awesome. Yeah. Uh, blood, blood over here. Uh, that's what you see. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the blood camp rather than Oasis. <laughs> and Nirvana's uh, MTV Unplugged. It's yeah, a I'm just getting them yeah, out of the so way. That's the, so we're going oh, through these compilations. Getting them out of the way. Yeah. Right, so there's a there's a couple on here that might. Hello, did uh, you see me that? Yeah, no, we'll just rattle through some of these, right? <laughs> so the obvious one was Fleetwood Mac rumours. Yeah. So I don't need going to that. Uh, I then stuck on Frightened Rabbits, the Midnight Organ fight, which oh, is yeah, no. phenomenal. Now, yeah. the Midnight or- Organ fight is ten years old. It's eleven years old actually. Yeah. So last year they done the ten year tour. Uh, the year before, and then last year uh, Scott committed suicide, the lead singer, and now it's cu- it's been re released. Tomorrow when we're recording this, yeah. but a couple of weeks back when you're listening to this, um, of loads of people doing covers of all the songs, yeah. and some of the versions are superb. Biffy's cover of Modern uh, Leper, wow, Modern Leper is amazing. I had the wow. album on today, and it's just phenomenal. So that that is one of the albums that I I saw them at Belladrum maybe near ten years ago, maybe not quite, and they and it was the first time I saw them live, and it just it was so unique. They were so unique that I just I just loved it. I think that's when I got into them. I think that was it was the broadcast on, on mm. BBC. Yeah. You know, after one of these ridiculous ones that's on at half past midnight yeah. or whatever. And, and you know, they're flicking through the channels. You're like, oh, that seems really good. And sort of so it. so quirky of an yeah. album and the way the 
We Scott Sarrett was amazing. It's like Admiral Fallow. Yeah, another yeah, yeah good I band. Just, I think they're absolutely super. Yeah, really band. good just, band. Just really quite niche, and if you get in and start yeah. listening to the stuff. Yeah, and I um, and when we saw, when I saw uh, Frightened Rabbit, and I went to see them. They'd done a small tour. I played Aberdeen, Edinburgh, Glasgow uh, a few years back for one of the new albums. And the new album was really good, actually. It was one of these bands that I just got really into some of the stuff. And, and he was very honest saying, we rushed one album and it's it's shit. And when you listen to it, it's just nowhere near as good. Mm. You know, but it was so, so good. And um, when, yeah, he he, um, he really suffered with mental health and uh, was really in a bad place a lot, and especially in the lyrics. And then when they'd done the 10-year anniversary tour, they'd done the album, obviously, right through, and then after it done kind of requests mm. or big tunes or whatever and they've got a song called Floating on the Fourth which is basically contemplating suicide and um, and he said every night it was really hard to do but he had to do it and then obviously you know, a year later he yeah. took his own life on the fourth and it was it was horrible and I, might, I remember seeing it because he tweeted you know I'm away now bye all this and you know they put up trying to you know come back and all this and then a couple of days later I think he just knew he just knew and it was it was a horrendous time because it's it's more so and I feel like a connection it, with these people eh? yeah you know what it's, and I don't even know I know who Frightened Rabbit are but I've yeah. never listened to them and, and, but the thing is now it's like when any you know Andy has gone you, you're not going to get any music from them again yeah. and they're so he's so he's just a genius he's a great lyricist one of the best lyricists uh, that's my watch. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best uh, lyrics, you know, writers and everything. That was that's a bit such a good. But album. Why is that? Right here, Billy McKenzie. Yeah. Same, very so similar thing. Is. Fantastic singer, great lyricist. Yeah. Took his own life. Stuart Adamson, yeah. Big Country. Same same sort of thing. You so, know, and that's you just. I mean, you know, not to get in it. You derail the chat and going to talk about mental health and all the troubles people go through but you know it's like anything the 27 Club yeah. you know mm-hmm. Kirk Cobain's and Amy Winehouse and I mean I could add Amy Winehouse back in black on there just a superb oh, that's album a great album you know and, and stuff like that and it's, yeah. it's it was just horrendous I mean I don't know how old Scott was but just for a band like that but I'm so looking forward to the album and hearing the stuff that's on it for the covers that have been, yeah. you know, for Biffy to come out and do it. And Sarah Silverman, the actress, is doing yeah. one of the songs. And, we, and you, if you're going, the actress? Huh? Yeah. the actress. Has and she not released an album with someone? Well, it's probably who she's doing the song with. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. But it's just, um, so that's that would be a high. I was kind of really struggling there. Uh, stereophonics, performance and cocktails. Yeah. Uh, controversial, I had Coldplay, Rush of Blood to the Head. That's a good album. That, yeah. Yes. yes. Parachute. Parachutes uh, and the Russia Blood to the Head after that kind of went. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Killer's Hot Fuss. Oh, oh, the, the album's yeah, like, that's got to kind of launch Best them. track on it, Andy, you're a star. You think? Just because it's not me. Nah, I wouldn't have said that. It's about me, isn't it? It's shite. I would have Nora Jones come away with me. You can judge me all you like, but that is a superb album. Judge, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, she's I a know. singer, is she? You know, and uh, quite pretty as well. So kind of like you talk. said, you're going to throw an album in that's a wee bit out there. So when going back to our school days again, so this was about twenty. This is about ninety six, ninety seven. Wow. Is it the Venga Boys? No, they were ninety eight. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so Joe Bro will probably correct me on that. But so you you mentioned that obviously the Beach Boys have got got this album, whatever, and you mentioned Blur. So at the same time, Blur that was cast, Cooler Shaker. You know, cast the first gig we ever went to, wasn't it? Kurt Hall. Was Kurt Hall. Um, so all these bands were around, and there was a band, and I'm not sure how I really got into them. A band called Northern Uproar. Yes, Ronnie. I've heard of them. 
They they were probably from Manchester. Yeah. I think they were. They had one album called yeah. Northern Uproar, and I had on mini disc. Right. And it was just. It was the only mini disc I ever bought. It's the only <laughs> you one. Bought I, the mini disc album. Oh, it. it's the only one I bought. Hope you're still going it. Right. Did no, you have I a don't. Mini disc player. Aye. Oh yes, portable. I had one. Portable. Yeah. I had one in the living room in the house as well. Yeah, but they're so expensive. Yeah. But the album, and um, when I got back into collecting vinyl a few years ago, I managed to find the album on, uh, I can't remember where I bought it from. Discogs. Was Discogs it? or something. So I bought it from a seller, and uh, he said it's in really good neck and whatever. And bear in mind, this came out in 96, it was 20 odd years old. Mm. And uh, I bought the album, and it arrived, and it, it doesn't have a mark on it. It's still got the postcards in it that you got when yeah. you bought it it's still there's not the it's not the one with the hour price sticker on it but someone else did and uh, yeah I probably listen to that at least once a month as well and I'm really annoyed because it's not on Spotify it's like a tiny greatest hits they've got on Spotify uh, but that is um, yeah I would, to be fair that's probably the album I would pick yeah. I've got ho- memories in it but I, this is not the time to share them uh, a teenage angst it was tough it was tough there's a song called Moods what was her name Ronnie? There, there was a song called Moods and there was Tears Shed um, but that's a that's a phenomenal album that's a really good from a really underrated band yeah. just one of the bands that come yeah. around at the wrong time because there was too many other really similar um, bands saturated with that stuff really that yeah. Time, yeah I mean Cass Cool Shaker Oasis Blue Blur, Tones Blue Ash. Tones um, Ash Shed 7 yeah yeah I mean, loads of Shed 7's greatest hits I was going to. You could have mentioned that. You could have mentioned that. What? I bought their latest album on vinyl the other day, the red one. Ah, yeah. oh, it's brilliant. Instant pleasures. The cover of it reminds me of London Nightclub in Dundee because yeah. of the red. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you would have been in there many times. Uh, well, well uh. you've got to go where you've got to go to work, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind. Of, I would pick Northern Uproar. If I'm picking one, I'm picking Northern Uproar. I'm putting out favorite. Yeah, that's mine. I'm picking it. I'm going. I'm going. You guys can debate, but you can keep your three. I'm taking mine. I'll keep taking I'm taking three. I'll, I'll keep mine. I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking about it. And there's other ones who, that have now who, come into who, my head. Who, that just like, we'll write you a list and I'll be We'll give you some homework. We'll do this again in a month. Yeah. We'll come back and go. So, so what's your three now? What's changed? <laughs> what have you been listening to? When you grew up with the Chemical Brothers, I only remember the Chemical Brothers. They did the soundtrack for Wipeout. On yeah, 2097. Uh-huh. No, the first one. The very first one, yeah. The first one. The launch game for the initial place. PlayStation uh, 1 so um, and the soundtrack for that was 6 oh. maybe something like that something like that yeah I'm actually trying to go back age wise old but this is but this is the thing this is the the reason for trying to do this as the podcast for something a bit different and be a bit more conversation get more views about it because a lot of them are very subjective you know I've, I've, uh, there's only so long I can discuss dick pics uh, drunk text. I sent you one. Dating dis- <laughs> which, which one? The drunk so, text or the dick pic case? Did you have it on the so, macro set? I said, did I send so, you a dick pic? So uh, the ep- the episode had come out, and I think later on that day or the next day, <laughs> I gets a notification <laughs> that I gets a tweet from H. What was it? Um, I said, I think you're missing out, so here's a dick pic. <laughs> oh. So I sent my picture to Dick Campbell. That's <laughs> <laughs> a dick pic, isn't it? One thing that got me, I was speaking to uh, somebody in work and uh, she said to me, is this the job you ever thought you would do? Tongue in cheek. And I went, no, 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 no. So I got more thinking about when you were growing up, uh, what kind of job or career did you want? Or what would have been the dream job? Or what were you told by the careers officer? Because we had them in our day age. Um, I had them in mine as well. 
Yeah. It was you can drive a horse and car. Or doing the pit. You used to get a sleigh out and read off that. So, yeah, so the, the question was growing up, what job or career did you want and why? Who wants to kick us off? I'll go first because it's easy. It's always been the same thing. You know, you think back, you think back to your, your childhood days and yeah. you kind of... And bear in mind, you don't have to tell us what you do now, depending you, on how you, it is, but or you can. You recall the the times and you think at some time that I wanted to be an astronaut and then I wanted yeah. to be that. But yeah, I've yeah. always... I even still wish that I could maybe be it someday, yeah. but it'll never happen. I wanted to be a marine biologist. Oh, really? Yeah. And yeah. that was at school? That, this that was it, but... I'm not academic enough for it. I've just not got there. And what was it about it? Well, as in looking at the ocean itself or looking well, at the animals in the ocean? Well, as long as I can remember, my dad kept and bred tropical fish in the house and we had tanks and tanks and tanks of fish in the shed in the house, all sorts of different fish, uh, marine fish, tropical fish from Af- all the different, the, the big lakes in, in Africa and loads of just all that sort of stuff, books, around the house all the time there was stuff on the telly he would always be out in the shed doing things and and it kind of just sparked my interest for for marine life and I'm I'm not I'm not like a a big buff on it now but I just always thought to myself I want to do that and uh, I tried to strike a deal with my missus (laughs) to get a fish tank in the house (laughs) and she said that she didn't want a fish tank in the house because it smells. They're <laughs> not clean properly, eh? But uh, and I said to her, well, like we've had kids and all that sort of stuff and, and that, that part of our life is kind of solidified now. We're not having any more. And I was like, well, I'm either getting a fish tank or I'm getting a hi-fi with a turntable and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and, and, the, and, and the hi-fi doesn't it smell <laughs> so, so that's what I got but to be fair you've got a very nice uh, turntable though yeah, it's alright it's nothing it's no, classic though it's nothing special it's classic it's not like a it's modern nice thing there but no mine's is, my, my old I've, yeah. got, I've got a new one now oh, gee, so I've got a modern one ah because you have the classic I had a, an old 70s Sony number mm. and now I've got a one uh, a more modern one, but we'll not go into that. That's a, marine a big, that's a big rabbit hole. A marine biologist. Yeah. Phrase. I wanted to fall in the footsteps of my old man. Like when I'm, I was in primary school, my dad was a nurse, so I grew up with just my dad and seen how hard working my dad was. And I thought, right, I want to be what my dad does. <clears throat> I can remember my dad when I was telling him, going, "Son, you're not doing that." <laughs> I work my fingers to the bone. Mm. I'm not appreciated. Mm. You're not doing it. Mm. I was like, right, okay, I want to be a doctor. Then I'll tell you what to do. <laughs> Alright, fine son, I'll do that then. <laughs> I can always remember being in second year at school when you have to go and pick your subject. And I had down on mine that I wanted to pick all the sciences. So I wanted science, I also wanted physics, I also wanted chemistry, I also wanted biology. Yeah. Mm. Why? Told them, they went, no, you can't do that because they're in different columns. I'm not kidding. Don't want to do PE or graphics. Horrific. Yeah. I want Horrific. I want yeah. biology. No, you're not allowed to do that. So you can't split yourself in two. You're not so, Hermione yeah, Granger. I, I, can ima- I can remember going to my dad, look, Dad, I really want to do this. And my dad was like, oh, well, you, you've got the capacity of doing it, so knock yourself out, son. So I fought and fought and fought. No, didn't get it. But I can always remember one girl in school got allowed to do it. I'm not going to say her name. I'll say Denim Combo. Ronnie knows who I'm on about. Uh, she got to do it because... She wanted to be a nurse. No, let's just say her... Parent was the head of. Oh, they, there was pulling power. Yeah, there was a nepotism. Well, she on had pulling power. 
For subject, she had pulling power, yeah. so she got to do it. She dropped out after a month, and I was stuck in bloody graphic communication, yeah. which I hated yeah. with a passion. Yeah, yeah. No, so, I can relate. My, my mum's a nurse, and so is my wife. Yeah. So, yeah. so, always wanted to do it, but yeah, I, I mind uh, because I, I went to I joined up in third year school of phrase uh-huh. and uh, I was the same so I went from one school and went there in third year so I went for a meeting to pick my subjects and uh, first and second year I was at Rockwell and we didn't do very much and uh, at one point we knew the school was closing the school was closing the year after but I was I was jumping to do my standard grades and I mind going into the meeting basically basing my subjects on what you could pick and it was the same thing it was well here's the table and I was like oh, I'm, I'm going to do, do that this and I, yeah and it was it was ridiculous and I ended up uh, I don't know how I ended up I think I took uh, we had to take a language right and Rock, well, Rocky only had French you never got anything else and I went there and it was French German Spanish Latin Hi. it was French. Me. French it was and I can't remember I think I ended by default ended up in a home economics class because there was just nothing yeah, in the nothing column, column. Yeah. absolutely nothing in the column I never uh, done home ec I'm just going to throw that out there I don't know what was in with PE but I ended up at PE I don't know I what PE was, was the same column as graphics for me yeah and it was just one of them it was, <laughs> it was horrific and uh and I just yeah I mind going at that and it was it was just absolutely horrible so I picked subjects I didn't really want to do mm-hmm. uh, stuck it out and then uh, again never really had an idea because I, I uh, my aspiring football career was over after breaking my leg under the library when I was playing with a tennis ball under the library under the library yeah the way the way Craigie was built it was like a hybrid so you went in uh, to the front door you would if you ended up going down the corridor to the right you were looking for a world of pain because oh, yeah, that was the rector's office but then that went across a walkway <laughs> the rector's office the rector's office Andy <laughs> went over a walkway to the library which was yeah. uh, essentially on stilts four legs basically uh, yeah. so underneath yeah you could play now so playing with a tennis ball and uh, I broke my leg and I'll, I'll tell it very quickly um, it took ages for the ambulance to come uh, they come then arrived <laughs> they obviously cut up your uh, trouser and go yeah that's that's done in <laughs> cut your trainer off put in the thing cut get, your leg off pretty, they shoot off <laughs> they shoot off so he gets in the ambulance and I'm saying the ambulance guy and I still remember I'm, I'm going on in two weeks mate what's going on and he's like oh yeah it'll be fine or just general so he gets the DRI that's how long ago it was and uh, they can't go hold my mum or dad to say you can operate so I think it happens overnight or whatever and uh my mum finally arrives up and uh, she says, that, that's his things. And everyone's obviously cut. And my mum, the first thing, no, how am I? It's <laughs> fucking cut your trousers. I've been paid for them. Yeah. Yeah, right. And the trainers were at the clubby book. <laughs> so she was raging because they were, they were obviously weren't. They were getting paid out about a pound Case 50 a week. Oh, I, I would have been of the Goodmans. Uh, so, yeah, so that was, uh, so I broke my leg and then uh, wasn't at school for the first three months. By the mind, my mum did go on holiday and I went to my grand's for a week called Rest right. Her Soul. Damn right, so did I. Uh, and they sent me school work. I, of course, done none of it. Uh, and then got the cast. It was really late. It was like near the end of December. I had the cast off for about, I don't know, about two days. Uh, and then school finished. I think I just went to, to make an appearance, really. It's like, 
like Jesus cometh was back. <laughs> Here I am. And then on the uh, the Christmas Eve, I went next door with something a parcel or something like that and I was coming back round and it's literally from here to that door and uh, slipped on black ice and broke my leg again <laughs> I'm sitting so, here laughing because uh, I can remember all no way so, so that was fun the and, same uh, leg the same leg so the same break it just breaks again so I was like what are you doing I was like I've broke my leg again so I'm still, still taking the mic I'm like no, seriously go and bring the crutches out because I am done uh, up to the hospital, yep, broke again. Christmas Day, back in, you know, get it done. Surgery? But, yeah, oh, no, just basically put it back in place and put oh, a, yeah. a stooky on. Mm-hmm. So I went from having the, the full stooky, which is the reason I couldn't go, to getting just under the knee to the full foot. And uh, I can go back to school this time. So the mum was right onto the council because we had no money. Uh, was the free taxes because he's needing them. So we'd get one of them. You'd go in. You'd never see your crutches because everyone else had them. <laughs> I'm three months behind in work, you know, at this point as well. It's an absolute nightmare. At least you were allowed to use the lift. Well, yeah, yeah, and I got out classes like two minutes early, you know. To miss the uh, rush. And, and the best thing was, for most of the teachers who did not like me, they hated this. You know, you need to let them out. It's like, yes. <laughs> see the red words, yes. And, uh, yeah, so that was, so we went on to that, and then um, it was, uh, buying a paper round. So I wasn't getting any money, because I was earning about 35 quid a week delivering papers. And my mate done it. Because I collected what and like collected 15 year old or something yeah man so you were getting sick you were getting 12 quid and you were making about 20 odd quid and that was all mine like mum that's your 35 quid it's class so in the January did you pay back for the trainers and the trouser no keep that quiet (laughs) (laughs) because he's got an itemised bill and 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 I can't even play down that she she, I can't even joke and say she does listen because when she was on holiday the other week she listened to the one about the dick pics and said that was interesting (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so I didn't have any money. So uh, my mum, my mum was saying, "Well, you're all right. So just go back to delivering your papers." Now, bear in mind, I've got a stooky on my leg, and I'm out delivering papers. Just in the winter. In, in the winter. In the winter, January, and then Did uh, I have a bit of tire on the bottom. Oh, mate, I, have a, I had the. <laughs> I had was the a good year for him. <laughs> I, had the, I had the big stupid shoe, and it was it was uh, it was horrific. And then I. Uh, yeah, and that was it, and I went back. But it was a year out on, like, you know, you might be doing PE, and I've missed a year. Can't do any practical, obviously. And then I think after the, the summer, and that was it, and we just went back to it. But it was fucking horrific. But then you just start thinking about the, yeah. the courses. And again, I still had no idea what I was wanting to do. My dad my dad was a fire, fiery, so he was, a fire, he was in the fire brigade up until oh, it was seven years ago when he retired. And I always wanted to be in it. Because anytime London's Burnham was on, I was like, that's what my dad does. But he goes to everyone. I used to tell my grand when I was really uh, wee that uh, he went to every fire in the world. <laughs> because <laughs> that's what fire these day. So he went to every <coughs> and, uh, and then, he, you, well, mind when we went to fifth year, man, you had to pick more subjects because you had no clue what you were going to yeah. do. So I ended up in module drama. And it was the best year of my life. It was H is looking at Ronnie going, What? Mate, it was class. <laughs> module, right? drama, module drama. That wasn't right? even a subject. And right, where he's going with this, he does so, so there's a photo of me. I put it on my Instagram, right? There's a photo of me in class. Somebody sent it to me, and I'm reading lines, and I'm wearing the finest Nike trainers, school trousers, and what can only be described as a yellow Ben Sherman shirt with wild hair it's probably I'm not sure what I was doing then but it's wild right it's probably curtains Ronnie had, Ronnie had a set of curtains oh I did oh I was brill cream to the max so I was Open doing them and close them like so that. I was doing drama right 
and uh, they were apparently going to we were trying to get a push off uh, honestly go and find it it's, it's it's a wee bit back you'll need to really scroll and uh, so drama drama was I loved doing drama because you know what you're messing about for 50 minutes it was class and the teacher loved me uh, no in that way you get, that's frowned upon um, one of our studies wouldn't have been no <laughs> uh, so I'm not saying anything so I went in, so I was into there and I was trying to do this and I thought I could do this this will be class and then they were trying to get if I remember right they were trying to get a tie with like Grove or something to go and study higher P and higher drama and then they didn't let us do either so loads of people had subjects because I got I ended up getting a two in P I know I know uh, <laughs> and I thought I could, I could that would be an easy hire you know I was going to do that and then the drama thing didn't happen so I went and done whatever the up for the module drama is in uh, sixth year and that was class so you had to do you done loads of performances and stuff no, Ronnie, <laughs> so, no. So he says to us, um, we're going to do a pantomime. And uh, Craig, you've never had a pantomime for years. Three nights, it's going to be class. No, I've missed out the bit that you think I'm going to. So uh, find I'll find it, I'll find it, honestly. I'll, I'll post up when this goes out, right? I'll post up. So uh, they were doing a pantomime with Cinderella with Dundee, uh, Dundee Twist. Right. So obviously I played a ugly sister, right? And it was class. I thought this is definitely for me. No, no, that's. I know what you're thinking. What Fraser's thinking is, in the summer I'd been in Magaluf as a 16 year old. I will leave that story right there for two weeks, and then uh, I come back and the, the guys had said, "Oh, we signed up for a. Is it the talent show? Was it the talentless talent it was, show? It was called the talentless talent show. So talentless talent show. And I says, "What are we doing?" He says, um, we're going to just, we're just going to dance. So we're dancing to it. It's raining men. Uh, I need bother. I'm in. Five of us. Uh, oh, and we're all going to put women's clothes on. There's the aperitif. <laughs> yep. Right, okay. So, uh, so I also went as a nurse uh, and it was the best. Uh, and it was... Uh, That's debatable, Ron. That's debatable. But it was talentless talent, right? Yeah. But we didn't win. <laughs> well, I, I was actually speaking to somebody about this today and... <laughs> She was a few years younger than us at school. Mm. Cannot remember it. I was like, right, come on. This was classic. Yeah, it you can't remember it. We I actually got videotape. We got robbed. Absolutely yeah. robbed. For a wee boy that thought he could sing. Yeah. And he couldn't even sing. So hang on, I'm just worried here that, that you're now thinking that you didn't win a talentless talent show. Yeah, pretty much. Robbed. 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 So you were worse <laughs> than the boy that thought he could sing that couldn't sing. No, they yeah. were better than the thought they were. This is where I'm getting confused. We came, we came in second. And there I was uproar. I, Absolutely uproar. The problem we didn't win is because they were shite and I was pretty good. So <laughs> you know, I, I knew my timings. So, yeah, so we'd done that. And then towards the end of that, you start, we started speaking to the career officer. And it was like, oh, what do you want to do? And I was like, uh, wants to be a female nurse. <laughs> <laughs> and it was his mum's uniform you had on. That was even more worrying. Wasn't it? I, am ready for that. <laughs> I am ready for that role. So I was like, I think I want to do drama. And they're like, all right, well, the colleges do that. We can enter you in that. Fine. Right, okay. Go to that. Uh, I said, I quite like to be on the radio. And the boy laughed, right? Is that it there? Oh, no, that's, that's yours. Oh, that's a cunt. Oh, oh that's my cunt. goodness. And that's, that's, uh, <coughs> that's just the, that's just the curtains. That's good. So I was like, I want to be in the radio. And the career officer laughed. I was like, ah, fuck you. So I, um, that they were kind of the two I wanted to do. And then I got speaking to the college about going and doing the, the, the drama thing. And then it turned out you had to be able to sing and dance. <laughs> now, I can, I can throw a move out there. But, but the singing. I, uh, the singing's like, a, it's not good. So I kind of caned that. And then, uh, yeah, and I, they were the two I always wanted to do. And I ended up going and studying retail management for two years. 
just because I worked in a shop. I worked in a shop and thought, this is the easiest thing. Because it was the end of six year and I had to do something. Uh, and I was just lucky enough to get a bit of the career that I wanted. But yeah, it was, it was, it was horrific. And look at you now. Look at me now, yeah, sat here on the radio. Boys. Yeah, colourful career in media. <laughs> again, <laughs> a man of many jobs. That's it. What about you? Um, well, given... So I was brought up in the 70s as a child. Um, I know I don't look at it. You know, I know, we know, we know. Um, and there was three respected professions in my eye at that time. One was a nurse, one was a teacher, one was a policeman. Yeah. Now, we all know what's happened to the police. Yep. We all know teachers are not looked now, now looked after. Um, and my mum, like many people here, she was a nurse. Mm. Yeah, so so I, had, I had two, um, PE teacher. Yeah. But in school, when I was in school, they didn't even have PE as a qualification. There was no O grade or higher or anything like that at all. You couldn't, you, you couldn't qualify. So we simply had PE as, as a vocational thing yeah. for two hours on a, uh, I think it was a Friday when by the time you got to six year. Um, and I think some of the stipulations when it came to, to going to college at that point in time seemed to encompass that you had to be a particular level. Now, I was never, I didn't excel at any sports. I was competent at most sports yeah. representing the school. So that never, ever took off. Um, and so I applied for the police, which was my other one. Um, I was brought up in uh, a v- small village in Fife, and my mate's dad was the local policeman. He had a better job. I think he arrested one pe- one person in all the time I was there. <laughs> it was if all done had, in fear. Yeah, if you ever needed him, he was in the Crown Tavern. That was, you know, it was it was like I can't even remember what it was. It was a heartbeat, you know, one of these. He was just like a beat Bobby, um, and I thought, Do you know, what? that's a better of a job. I'm, I'm going to go for that, and I applied, um, did my physical fitness exam. Um, I then got um, a second interview and then taken back. And this, bearing in mind, this is all at 18. I went for the interview and you had to write, they gave you an essay, a subject to write. And at that time, and you're talking, so this was, God, what would it be? Um, 85? Yeah, 1985. Uh, and the subject was, should the police be armed? Now, obviously, at that time, you didn't have the same life crime that you've got now. Guns were literally unheard of. However, I was brought up watching American cop shows. (laughs) So my essay was, yes, they should be. (laughs) Which, um, by the time I got down in front of the Fife Chief Constabulary Chief Inspector and these cronies were asking about, you know, why I felt this and why I thought that, and I just completely fell in bits. So I got a really nice letter off them just saying that maybe I should go mature for a couple of years (laughs) and apply later. Um, or move to and, Texas or, yeah, <laughs> or London I, th- I think at that time yeah I think at the time I, I, I took um, solace in the fact that I think Fife at that time was one of the most highly rated constabularies in um, Britain yeah, and I wonder, it was the, very, very the, hard the boy was sitting in the pub well to be fair yeah <laughs> couldn't get shot of him so were other robbers around about him that was <laughs> probably yeah so that, that was so that was it. That was PE teacher or, or, or police when I was yeah. when I was growing up. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's the thing. It, it, some people make it, and some mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. don't. But I, I never really, especially growing up, I never ever. Apart from probably my dad being a fiery, I think it was the only thing I yeah. ever went. Might be pretty cool, but no. Nah. And I admire anybody who who knew at that age what they wanted to do. I've got a, and I went actually over to him, and I was at that in between um, time he, he knew he wanted to be in the Navy his brother was in the armed forces he wanted to be in the Navy mm. and we went across the end of the day he went to register he says come on mommy come on you've got call you'll go as an officer I'll go as an able seaman and he signed up for four years there and then and he retired two years ago oh. having completed his full service That's... and he's seen the world um, had a great life mm. out of it they've put 
Um, his wife through university, she's now an English teacher, they put his daughter through one of the best boarding schools because they were travelling around the world. Yeah. Um, and absolutely, you know, come out with a, a great life. Um, and he, but he is, I think, struggling a little bit to adapt back to civilian life yeah. because nobody recognises the qualifications that you get in the, in the forces. It's, they're not, it's they're, crazy. They say that they're transferable. transferable yeah. But, <coughs> but they're not when you try and equate them over. Exactly. I mean, his, his life has been people management, you know, managing crews of ships and stuff like that and, and yet they don't see that as a management yeah. skill because they're within, you know, the confines yeah. of being in the, in the armed yeah. forces. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And to go for just going in yeah, and that's to... it. So, so yeah, and his view was that he was going to go in for four years and come out and be a driving instructor. Oh, jeez. That's what he wanted to do. But from, from, from day one, he knew he wanted to go in the mm. Navy, and I just thought I was really... Because I had not a clue. Yeah. And I, that was two I gave, but ended up doing two different colleges, two different courses, and heading into retail. Yeah. And that's what I did. Yeah. So. I think that's the thing, especially certainly at our age, we were sucked into retail. It was what, yeah. I mean, we worked at full-time for a wee while as well. And that was hard you know, going. And you never really knew what you wanted to do. You know, and I I mean, I'd, I'd done three different college courses just to to get anywhere and then was on radio for five years and then left and I might leave and start at 20 2010 it was horrific it was a good year it was uh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, what happened uh, in 2010? I can't remember just me born I got married uh, Ronnie DJ'd at my wedding oh, see, I took, yeah, I took yeah. the Scottish Cup yeah. something like that I see I took any job yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was, I think I was <laughs> a couple of times framed under Giddy's arm and he scored the goal well, I, um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I hate that because I, I come out and I was like I have to go back and I actually went I went back to retail and quite enjoyed it for five or six years and it led to the job I'm in now but I don't have any regrets about it I just think it's a path for it well, when it? I was young what else happened in 2010 what did I do in 2010 Ronnie you, do you remember did you get married no did you go oh, Paris I scored my first goal at Tanadice I'd only ever go oh. at Tanadice <laughs> <laughs> but that's a whole different story oh. get the podcast from Apple Podcasts Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts the last thing I want to speak about is the, is the last meal because it'll be fairly quick if we get really argumentative but first though I just want to uh, just ask Andy I heard you saying speaking to Fraser before that about your charity climb that you've done because I think it's quite a big thing and be worth mentioning uh, yeah um, I did a midnight climb of Ben Nevis on Friday night wow and, uh, congratulations and I did it a few years before a few years ago with uh, a group of friends to do some fundraising for the Copperfield Breast Cancer Charity mm-hmm. and we did it in the daytime and a lot of people kind of shrug off the, the tourist route up Nevis as being like dead easy and, and it's like <laughs> well you could do that in like flip flops like that woman <laughs> on, the, on the internet was yeah. getting slagged off for it Yeah, um, but it's, it's, it's a challenging thing it's a big long slog and at night time um it proved to be a, a whole different scenario yeah. uh, with a whole different set of difficulties and the the darkness <laughs> being the main Funnily enough, yeah. <laughs> we set off uh, we set off from Dundee train station me and Ross or Paul Ross you know Ross don't yep. you yeah and, uh, and another guy Gary Taylor excuse <coughs> me and we we got the train to Glasgow and then we were arranged to get a bus from Glasgow Central Station it was through Alzheimer's Society yeah. and uh, it was all arranged by them so we got the bus from Glasgow Central Station to Fort William for about half past eight had a bite to eat they had a big marquee and everything. it was all set up it was quite quite good they had hot food lasagna and curry and, set you right up so uh, <laughs> we set off at 10pm and it was kind it was still daylight it was summer time isn't it 
So still daylight, and then we got so far up and it uh, started to get a bit dusky. And by the, if you're familiar with it, the lock, we got to the lock uh, about midnight, and it was starting to get dark. And about <clears throat> half past 12, really, as we climbed up and we got up to the sort of clouds, and it was really misty and foggy, and it just closed in mm. completely pitch black. And it stayed like that for about two and a half hours. We had head torches, and the, the route was uh, lit up with little green glow sticks. And you'd be trudging up this path, and you could see this green stick in front of you, and it looked like it might have been six feet or 30 feet away. And you're like, what's this? Okay, I'm walking that way. And all you could see is like two feet in front of you, because if you look up, you just light up all the mist and all the fog with your head torch. Yeah. So you're looking at the ground, and all you could see is like two or three feet in front of you. And, uh, and the, the dangling glow stick from somebody's bag further up ahead and the sort of hazy head torch. And uh, it was stayed like that for about two and a half hours. There was uh, one point where I'd kind of went away on my own, just kind of had a, a decent pace and uh, ended up at this point on my own and I switched my head torch off just to see how dark it really was. And you, you couldn't even see your hand in front of your face. It was yeah, wow. pitch black, misty, foggy. You could feel it wasn't too windy at that point, but as we, as we neared the summit, the wind picked up and the temperature plummeted. We got to the top. There was a few people. How long there. did it take to get to the Four top? Four hours up. Okay. It was pretty much it's bang on two hours. For daytime, let alone nighttime. <laughs> it was pretty much bang on two hours to the halfway mark, and uh, they had a three hour cut off. If you didn't make the halfway, halfway mark by yeah, three, hours, three hours, you got turned so around. So it was a halfway mark and walk. Yeah. <coughs> oh, okay. So if you didn't make it by two hours, you were getting turned around because yeah. it meant you were going to be on the for about 12 hours. So we got up to the top. We had plans of having a little sit-down and a little snack at <laughs> 2 a.m. And uh, that ended up not happening because the, the mountain rescue were already up there coordinating things and they were saying, right, get your photograph, get something in your belly, have a drink and get back down Aye. because it's not really... Yeah, suitable for you to be up here for any length of time. How how are you how was how are you feeling physically? When At you that got point, up? I was feeling all right. Gary, he struggled quite a bit going up the way, mm. and seemed to find a, a a decent second wind coming back down. Ross, he was he was pretty consistent going up, and then coming back down, his his legs started to fail him. Just the fatigue, or yeah, just, yeah, the sheer just tiredness, and and I mean, Ross and his. He's had a bit of issues with his legs and stuff last year, and, and he's improved his fitness a great deal, and uh, and and it's still affected him. And then the last uh, hour, half, forty-five minutes or so, my my feet just started getting really painful. The throbbing in the arches and your your feet and every step, you're just like, oh, let's just get home. And how much did you raise in the end? Just under four thousand pounds. Oh, well done. Well done. So if anybody knows me and you know my Facebook or anything like that, <laughs> go on and you can click the link. Yeah. You yeah, know, I just I just want to bring it's it's a massive thing to yeah. do. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not just yeah, raising the, money for it, but you've, you've yeah. went and done something. And we had the quiz night. Yeah, uh, which is amazing. The host was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do we know him? Fucking super, but oh. Different level. Different level. When we started the organisation of it, it was with Alzheimer's Society, and it was only once we'd realised after a while that the Alzheimer's Society don't actually operate in Scotland. Mm-hmm. So we chose to split the fundraising money between Alzheimer's Society and Alzheimer's Scotland. Yeah. yeah and I mean, the reason we chose that was 
in part because Gary was wanting to do something. He kind of mm-hmm. gets people involved in these sorts of things. He's like a serial fundraiser. Yeah. And, uh, and Ross's dad had Alzheimer's yeah. and passed yeah. away at 55 yeah. because of that. So we thought that's a good thing to do, a good thing to raise some money. And Alzheimer's Scotland directly helps people here. Yeah. Which, which is brilliant, you know. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it was all organised by Alzheimer's Society, and they did a great job. We wanted to, yeah, kind of do it for. No, for I think it's some of that. And like you say, it's not yeah. just like let's go up there, let's go up on a Sunday afternoon. It's a big challenge, and yeah, it's hard enough doing it during the day. It really is. Yeah. yeah. No, I did. So say, I mean, uh, and people are going, "Would you do it again?" I would. I would certainly go up again. During the day, yeah. But um, I don't think I would be so keen to do it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when the the three peaks challenge is going to get. Somebody's, somebody's bound to suggest that. Yeah. You're going to, so. You would do it again for Alzheimer's, something maybe different? Yeah, yeah I would certainly do it again. Yeah. But it's kind of a hard thing, you don't want to. I like doing that sort of stuff, and I don't really want to be begging people for yeah, money all yeah, the yeah. time. And, and I've done a few different things, yeah. and I was trying to do some fitness stuff this year. I got myself up to a half marathon, and then I had a bit of some health issues. Uh, we'll no need to go in there. And then, like say, even for like, you know, I might being at the quiz night and how amazed the three years were by the total raised yeah, on that yeah, night, yeah, just yeah, to give the big just about a thousand pound, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, which was huge, and, and, it, and it was, the place was absolutely packed. Was, Never yeah. seen the nine maidens so busy. Yeah, it was, it was mad. We yeah. need trouble. We did one. Uh, my daughter's just back from Tanzania um, with the Vine Trust, going on one of these home building expeditions mm. that went out with the school, and that's it. We did just quiz night as well. It was about twelve hundred pounds. I mean, you get people involved and they're quite happy a few beers quite happy to pay for their team and then you do a raffle and, do, yeah. do you mind we chuck the really the, the bottle the bottle of booze out to get the pounds yeah give me a picture to the bottle I like I said to them I take it to a big bottle so that's just a normal size bottle <laughs> Mental, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, and it was yeah. it was mad, and but it was it was one of these things, you know. There was like about hundred raffle prizes, yeah. yeah, and it was just like oh, maybe not sell yeah. them. I was like, make sure they three boot and we sold. The yeah, we sold every them. single ticket, didn't yeah. we? Just every balls yeah. It was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But no, I think that's good. Yeah. Think Four thousand quid, yeah, yeah. super. Yeah, good, good cause, isn't it? So somebody uh, that maybe wants to do something like that, but they might not be able, or they might not yeah. think mm-hmm. that they're capable of it. If they want to see me doing it, I'll just, <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, fundraising man for hire. There. If you've got a challenge, Andy's there. I'll try it. I'm not saying I'll do it, but I'll try it. Yeah, yeah. Any point during that that you just you were thinking, this is I'm done, or was it you were all you were just you were always at a level you were you were okay. I'm struggling, yeah, I mean, but I'm all right. Like the the, the physicality of it, it wasn't. It, I was a bit worried that I wasn't going to be mm. able to do it because of things that have happened earlier in the year, but it didn't seem to give yeah. us any issues. And just the just the ache of like, oh, yeah. can yeah. You, you anybody with reasonable fitness could go out and walk ten miles? Mm. It's not that big a deal, but hiking up, yeah, yeah. big boulders. Yeah. I was yeah, it was that dark. Did you actually make it to the top or did they just tell you no, halfway yeah. up? We got, we, got the, we got to the cairn. The cairn at the top, I was telling Fraser earlier on, we got to the cairn and uh, the on on the top they've got like the big cairn with the, there's like a little refuge hut. Have you right. ever been up? No. 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 Go up. There's like a refuge hut that's just a little metal sort of casket thing mm-hmm. that's in... A, bunch, a big pile of rocks yeah. and then there's like a, a big round fort type thing yeah. that you can go and stand on and get some good right. views yeah. but the main cairn that I think that designates the actual highest point 
is uh, just this fairly small yeah. feature. It's not like a ceremonial flag. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> on the top of it, it's got like Inverness that way. Yeah. Andy was here. Yeah. <laughs> In the dark. <laughs> certain, certain doom down that ledge. Yeah. Yeah. But no, there, there was bits of it where the HUD, the HUD like red. Uh, glow sticks yeah. telling you where there was drop offs aye, and stuff. Aye. So, like, if you see the red, yeah. stick to the green. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'd like to say it, it just worth mentioning because I think it's an amazing thing that you can you go and do and say you raise money for a good cause, yeah, which yeah. any a wee bit publicity any place for just totally selfless about. thing to do. Yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> the personal accomplishments huge, you know what I mean, just for yourself to, yeah. to go and do it just a, the next few days. <laughs> yeah, and I was, uh, I'm still, I'm still kind of tired. Uh, I'm still tired from it, even though I slept on the bus and I slept on the train. But then my missus threw as a party that night, <laughs> so everybody was in my house, and I had to kick the last people out. And if you listen to this, you know who you are. <laughs> I had to kick them out at six in the morning. Uh, and I was like, I've well done enough. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Go away, leave my house. Do you have a story to tell, a passion to share, or just want to spend an hour talking about life in general? Then send us a message on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Right, to uh, to finish off, a bit more quickfire. Uh, I want to know what your uh, three courses and a drink would be if it would be a last meal. Fraser. Last meal. We'll go for a drink first. Go. Bottle of Pacifico. Ooh. Has to be done. It's posh. Nice, nice cold beer. It's posh. Happy days. Starter. See, now that I don't have to think about gout, because it'd be, <laughs> that'd be my last meal anyway. <laughs> oh, it would tell you, have to be a wee bit of steak tartare, like. Oof. I'd go all out. Oh, <laughs> main? Main. Oh, a bit of filet mignon. Filet mignon. Oh, that is... That with some that's, chips. That is... Uh, done in goose far. Far more council estate <laughs> than that. And a, and a dessert. Oh, a dessert. Any dessert you like. Oh, it'd have to be a bit of lemon drizzle cake for me. Oh, I was oh, giving you up to that dessert, but I'm looking at that. Yeah, oh, that's no dessert person. So. Love a, a lemon. Anything. Andy? Uh, big starter. Big stack of hot wings. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, the, the wee piddly thin one. Oh, the big, the big proper, American ones. Big yeah. proper. All big, the dipping sauces. Yeah, just uh, sticky mess. But loads <laughs> of hot wings. Main, uh, main fish and chips. Big, proper, crispy fish and chips. Uh, tartar sauce, mushy peas, the uh, lot. I'm no, no one for the tartar Bread. sauce. Oh. Mayonnaise. It's loads of salt and vinegar. Bread. Do you put lemon Bread. on it though? No. Yeah. Do you squeeze lemon on it? No, I don't do that. I, I don't put vinegar on chip on my fish. It's lemon that I put on it. Yeah. Oh, oh. Fucking get out. Oh, no, loads of salt and vinegar. And no nor no hoose vinegar. No, Chippy it's supposed to be the vinegar. Yeah. And uh big uh chocolate sundae cookie dough oh. brownies oh. and like sweet double cream. And what what are you what are you washing that down with? Coca Cola. Fat original Coca Cola. Pint yeah. of No H. alcohol, I didn't drink with food. So my starter would be a sausage and egg McMuffin. You can have anything. You can have anything. It's got to be... No, two of the normal ones. Hash brown. Two, oh, two. Well, two of the well, normal ones. Hash brown. Yeah. Nowadays, if you do it on Just Eat, you can actually customise it itself. And you do that in the restaurant. Can you? Honey? On the wee screen thing. Yeah. Well, I haven't yeah. missed out. So, two of them. Two of them. Hash browns. Um, and then... Bog standard, um, a nice fillet steak with oh. chunky fries, a bit of pepper sauce, m- mushrooms, lots of mushrooms. Um, dessert would be a sticky toffee pudding with custard, not ice cream, because it's a waste of sticky toffee pudding. And my drink, <laughs> this is where it goes upper class, would be a porn star martini. Oh, can we get the classy cab to the front door? For those in Dundee, it's a... <laughs> <laughs> 
we don't know what a porn star is. <laughs> well, my mate had never had one. We were through, um, we had hospitality at the United, God, I can't remember what game was. I think it was Aloha. We ended up in the town, we went to Draffins, and I said, you need to get a porn star, Martini. We will get one. I said, I know where we'll get one. Mal Maison. <laughs> So I left him to go to the bar <laughs> and I went to the toilet and his face and we came back with his £22 bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't happy. He enjoyed the drink but he wasn't happy about the bill. I'll, I'll be in the same bad. ranks and we're at porn star martini. So. I've never had you either. Not. My yeah, cocktail of choice is a pina colada. Like dancing in the rain as well, sweetheart, yeah? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I, Who sung it? Who sung it, Fraser? No idea. Oh, I should know this because I get asked for it every week. <sighs> oh, I can't. Disappointed. Ra- ra- oh. Nah, leave it with me. I'm not even going to no. showman musical go, come knowledge. On, Andy. Go. Rupert Holmes. Ah, oh, yeah. Bastard, yeah. We didn't even got that. Yeah. Cocktail was uh, an old fashioned for me. That's my cocktail. Caffrini, yeah, that would be mine. Um, but my meal, uh, I would have, uh, for a start, I'm glad no one ordered bruschetta because seven quid for fucking tomato and toast can do one. Yeah. Um, no, I, no even fresh toast. Toast is stale. Uh, uh, rubbed toast with a bit left of bread out. Well, rub then heat it up again. Rubbed with a garlic on it. Yeah. Um, now I would have something king prawn, calamari, that kind of thing. That's always kind of go to chili and garlic, obviously. Uh, alioli, if they've got any. If they don't, oh, you're not going to kiss after it anyway. Bit so. of meal, there's it. Mm. Bit of meal. Uh, main, I always thought I'd have steak and chips, right? And uh, or I would have steak pie for the burkey, right? That's yeah, what I thought I'd have. Steak pies, right? But the more I thought about it today, the more I thought, no, nah, no, nah, I'd go to San Francisco, I'd go to Macked, and I would get lobster mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. And it is the best meal I have ever had. And I had it last year when I was there. And it was the best. Don't get me wrong, I queued for an hour to get in. It was un. A real. I think I've seen that on YouTube. It's yeah. something. Does it come just shredded through the mac and cheese? Because we had this conversation. It's like shredded, it's shredded lobster meat, isn't it? Yeah. There's different, there's different ones. I would, there was chunks in yeah. it, but I also got a big chicken wing on the top and everything. Because you get whatever you like, and it just tells you how much it is. But it was phenomenal. Yeah, I, that's yeah. I honestly, I thought steak and chips, bit obvious. Steak pint of burger, yeah. class. Fish and chips, amazing. But honestly, if it had to be that, if we can get lobster anything, yeah, if it oh. it's just food that you've got. I'm thinking about lobster. If you get a lobster, and you've got to crack the corner. It's no. just I didn't want to have to work for it. No, somebody no. else has done. <laughs> well, somebody I'm there else shells for it. it. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. To, to eat it, I, I didn't want to put any effort in this yeah. at all. I'm no massive on mac and cheese. Oh, I do like it, but. When I've <laughs> never had mac and cheese in a restaurant before, <laughs> never ever ordered it. It's like a, a, a personal rule. Yeah, that I have. yeah. I don't normally have it out as much, but yeah, I love macaroni. It's amazing. Uh, dessert wise, none of your sticky toffee puddings or apple pies here. Although cold custard with them, cold custard. Um, Especially hot sticky toffee pudding. Cold custard. Especially Ambrosia, right out the tin that's been <laughs> yeah. in the fridge. Yeah. This is a man of experience talking, listen, <laughs> no, right? Yeah. The full gear, none oh, yeah. of this low fat shite, uh, right? Full fat sugar, thanks it's very amazing, much. amazing, yeah. right? So I thought that. Um, Just cold, that's it? No, no, that's what I'm saying. If you're having sticky toffee pudding or that, my demand is it has to be really cold yeah, custard. custard. My dessert would be an eaten mess. Oh, with custard? No, no. Oh, that was right. the, that's the aperitif. That's the cleanser. Um, yeah, I would have an eating mess. Strawberries, strawberries and meringue. meringue, whipped cream. What's there not like? Yeah. What's there not like? Strawberries and meringue. Oh, you don't like strawberries? I can like strawberries. No, not really. We oh. have we have Kunzel 
eating mess quite a lot now. Oh, it's amazing. Just a just, no, ready made melons, strawberries, cream yeah. smashed up. Why done, not? That's yeah, it. It's amazing. Even and if you're doing it in the house, put a wee bit of strawberry jam in as well. I've not done that. Amazing. Uh, drink. Uh, I would either have a strawberry milkshake from McDonald's before they took the sugar out. Has to be and the before they put the, the paper straw. In yes, because well. that's just. I mean, that's. that's you know, I, I made a comment the other day what that what it's like trying to eat a milkshake out of the cup. Yeah, I've, I'm not doing the actions, yeah. but it's it's horrendous. Uh, or I would have had an ice blast before Cineworld ditched them. Yeah, and took the sugar out. Not happy. Uh, so I'd probably just have a Guinness and a whiskey chaser. <laughs> That's probably just what I would have, you know. And the more I thought about it, the day. The more you wanted it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> the with the whiskey chaser. Honestly, the worst part about it was like, why have I picked someone that I'm not going to have in the lobster mac and cheese here? You know, it's just something you don't get, obviously. And I'm like you, I'm well, I'm not going through the battle of breaking that lobster up. <laughs> what is, it, the, is it the eagle in the ferry they do a good mac and cheese, apparently? Or is that the anchor? Oh, so yeah. Good, dynamite. Uh, you don't get cheese crab paste. Something like that. Crab you paste. Know, yeah, so, <laughs> and they just scoop that one and get the crab paste. They do lobster yeah. paste oh, as well. I, so I tell you something, H, when, when, we were grow- when I was growing up in the depths of Ardler, I told <laughs> my uncle this in the last podcast, we had nothing, barely anything. A meat paste piece <laughs> was about yeah. the best thing that you it's got. Like we've got meat paste in the cupboard. <laughs> Do you still get it? <laughs> and then we glass jars yeah. and used to pop. I think, is it uh, Princess? Uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, what? I think we've got that in the house. And if it didn't pop when you opened it, you had to smell yeah. it to see how old it was. <laughs> if it was the cardboard. To be fair, it was crab, you would never know. <laughs> I never thought we'd end speaking about meat paste. <laughs> speaking about crab paste. <laughs> uh, but on that low note of the uh, conversation. A bit of a movement. Oh, no. Uh, so meat paste what, what, is what, on the menu uh, going forward. And next, if we do this again, we all eat meat paste sandwiches. Meat paste sandwiches. That's how we start it. But no chicken liver. Do have a picnic. <laughs> Just sit around on the cross <laughs> leg on the floor. I tell you, <coughs> I tell you what, you mentioned chicken livers. The chicken livers oh. for Nando's with the hot sauce is the yes. bomb. Oh, yep. Yeah, oh yeah. Never had the hot chicken livers for no, Nando's. Yeah, there are certain parts of any animal's body you don't eat. Eat the livers, they're no. so succulent and soft <laughs> and succulent. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, no, I'll totally agree. I've even got them in the freezer. I've never heard them before, but I think I might try them. Yes. Have you ever had proper liver? Yeah. Oh, horrible. Chicken horrible. And horrible. kidney. Oh, amazing. Kidney's all right. Oh. Kidney, I love a kidney. Yeah, I, I grew up with I'd never had chicken because it was too dear when we were growing up. <laughs> and it was always rabbit. Always true. Liver. <laughs> kidney. If you're lucky, you got a bad steak. Well, well, did you live on like the Yorkshire <laughs> Moors or something? <laughs> How do you think I missed that? Well, I grew up on a good diet. Yeah. Despite what I waited for this day, I need to mention this. Do you ever have hoch? Yes. Oh, my, oh, now, my dad now, actually now, cooks his stovies in pot of hoch. No, you can maybe tell me what's in it. Not ever. Oh, oh, I don't know. Like, can I switch off at this point? It's, it's like haggis. It's like, you know what? I oh, no, it's, it. all, it's all the boiled. Do you know it's like what, boiled I meat. Is it just like the dripping? Beef dripping, isn't it? Oh, right, okay. Oh, it's amazing. My grandmother used to, when she lived in Finbury, and we used to go up and that was it. Yeah. there was a boy oh. came around in a van yes, a butcher yes. van and I Correct. think on a Saturday it was the fish van so the fish van was cool because you used to get hot whelks and you used to get crab claws and stuff like that whelks oh. the butcher she used to come out with some weird stuff Yeah, some of which was this and she used to squeeze it out the plastic container yeah. with the mashed potatoes slice it in half oh, oh. <laughs> And then my, Do, but my people mum not spread it on day. toast enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My mother oh, to this day still likes dripe. Oh, onions. Dripe, no, oh, no, no. Yeah. 
If there's shit being in it, I'm not going near it. Something wrong with that. that I thought that's normally what goes in dog food. What, tripe? Tripe. Have you been eating tripe? No, never tried. No, never tried the word alone. I think I'd rather eat dogs. They used to, they used to boil that, it. To be honest, my dad used to tell me about his grandfather. It's intestines. Yeah, like cow's intestines and lining the stomach. Boil it for about eight hours. Well, on this yes, yeah, gastronomical <laughs> bombshell, uh, I'd like to thank you all for giving up some time to talk That's about right. this and ending on meat paste, tripe, and hawk. It's been an absolute journey. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends about it and leave a review or a rating. If you didn't, then let's never speak of it again. These are the days.